Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Podcast. Good to see you. And it's um, been a long time coming, wouldn't you say? Since Monday. I will um, perhaps share a little bit about my journey the past few days. As you know, I've been on vacation, a little short vacation. I uh, spent some time in New Orleans the past few days. Just had a an awesome time. And uh, there are just some very interesting experiences along the way. And if time permits, I will uh, go into some of that and share that with you. But uh, hopefully feeling somewhat refreshed and ready to just dive right in and talk about some things that hopefully we can have a great conversation about. I want to begin by expressing thankfulness to God and to the people who have been involved, whether it's medical people, family members, the community, in the recovery of Kylie Waltman. For those of you who are not familiar with Kylie Waltman, she is that 38-year-old woman who lost both arms in a dog attack. She spent seven weeks in the hospital. Seven weeks. She's been undergoing intensive treatment at the hospital since she was attacked by three dogs back in March. We're glad to report she is home from the hospital. People Magazine did a great story on this. And again, this is a story of recovery. It's a story of perseverance. It's a story of people stepping up to the plate to provide support, encouragement, just all of those things that someone in this position would absolutely need. Her sister, Amy Wynn, has been keeping the public updated on her progress on the GoFundMe campaign created to help cover her medical bills. As you would expect with a story like this, there are triumphs, there are setbacks. Moments when she was awoken from sedation, taken off life support. Moments when unforeseen challenges caused them to put her back under. Way back on April 4th, as Waltman was running a high fever and battling low oxygen levels, Wynn said their mother worried she was giving up. But even in those difficult moments, she assured people following along that they as a family were not giving up. Wynn wrote in the April 4th update, the Lord has brought her this far for a reason. Her story is not done. Wynn's final hospital update posted April 27th, noted that Waltman was now fully aware of what happened to her Still has a long way to go. Kylene has come a long way from where she was. Our family is very thankful for all of you for everything that you've done to help not only Kylene, 
but her family. We will never be able to repay you for everything. At the time of publishing, the GoFundMe page set up to support Waltman had garnered more than $250,000 in donations. $250,000. We celebrate Colleen Waltman's return home and hope and pray that her recovery will continue and that there will be a wonderful story that would continue to develop out of this in the midst of so much suffering and pain. I talk all the time about how important it is that the best things that happen in life are about people-to-people connections. They're not about government, government programs, so-called government compassion. It's pretty awesome to see this story at a historically black college in Texas. Students graduating from that school in East Texas were told at their commencement ceremony something that they had no idea was coming. An anonymous donor paid their balances. Wiley College said in a news release over 100 students gathered for graduation on Saturday. The school's president made the announcement. The college posted a video of the ceremony with the students being told, you are debt-free. You do not owe the college a penny. Can you imagine this? Herman Felton Jr., Wiley's president and CEO, said we're constantly communicating with donors to assist students in these ways so they they can begin their after-college experience with less debt. The college said in the news release, the estimated total for the balance is owed to the college by graduating class of 2022 was about $300,000. Named in honor of Bishop Isaac Wiley, Wiley College founded 1873, the college primarily liberal arts, residential, co-educational, baccalaureate degree-granting institution affiliated with the United Methodist Church. And there's an interesting connection here. The 2007 movie, The Great Debaters, starring Denzel Washington, was inspired by a debate in 1935 in which Wiley prevailed over the University of Southern California's nationally known powerhouse team at a time when the nation was heavily segregated. I've only seen parts of that movie. I want to watch the whole thing sometime. The parts that I saw were just absolutely powerful. I strongly recommend that movie. In fact... Reminding myself, I need to watch the whole thing because it looked really cool. There are just, it's pretty hard probably to find any movie with Denzel Washington that's not going to be good because he is certainly an extraordinary actor. But celebrating with these 100 students leaving college without any college debt, absolutely nothing to do with government. Shocking, isn't it? By the way, during the course of the broadcast, we are going to have a couple of candidates on. And in the interest of full disclosure, these are candidates who've reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, can I come on your program? These are people that I know have gotten to spend some time with in some form. So they want to talk with you and 
my South Carolina listeners, just bear with us as we try to do what we can to inform people on this side of the border of the elections that are coming up, I believe, next Tuesday. Early voting has been going on for a while, but the actual election day is just days away. So I'm sure you will appreciate the fact that these folks need to be fully informed so they can make really good choices. Still to come, Joe Manchin at it again. I really like this guy. He has uh, served up another one to the Democrats. Also, um, possible concern. I, I always advise caution about this Roe versus Wade situation. But there's a new story indicating there is likely to be no change of heart among the conservatives on the court. And we're going to go back, going to go back in history and share about something very important that happened 233 years ago. That much more as we continue. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, this is my favorite text so far. Who comes back to work on a Friday from a vacation? I always thought you were a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic. Just kidding. Welcome back, Vince. <laughs> I love this. And, and hey, in all candor here, it actually crossed my mind. I consider the possibility of extending another day. But uh, ultimately, um, I did not. Had a variety of reasons that it would be good to be back. So, among those, just the opportunity to connect with you before the end of this week. So, hopefully, it is as much a blessing to you as it is for me. Is that fair? He's a guy who keeps give on. He's the gift that keeps giving. I'm talking about Joe Manchin. I love this guy. Now, again, I'm not going going to support everything he does, but it's so cool to watch how he has just given the Democrat Party fits. As you know, there's this panic going on with the likelihood that Roe versus Wade gets overturned in a matter of weeks. We've got all of these machinations to try to get this plan in place to support the continued extermination of of babies. Let's just call it what it is. This isn't about pro-choice. This is about killing babies, the right to kill babies, which the Democrat Party is hell-bent on. 
So Senate Republicans, joined by Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, blocked legislation on Wednesday intended to enshrine abortion protections into law. Head of a possible ruling this summer by a conservative majority Supreme Court striking down Roe versus Wade, Democrats fell more than 10 votes short of advancing the legislation. More than 10. This was an idea to codify Roe versus Wade guaranteeing the right to an abortion they needed 60 votes to move forward and they didn't even have 50 <laughs> democrats warning a decision would rip away what has been a right for millions of people for nearly half a century with the negative effects disproportionately falling on the poor oh how terrible the poor will not be able to kill their children <laughs> i mean this is the, the Democrat definition of compassion. We want to make sure that poor people can appropriately and effectively kill their children. Chuck Schumer saying the vote, one of the most consequential, will take in decades because for the first time in 50 years, a conservative majority, an extreme majority on the Supreme Court. It's on the brink of declaring women do not have freedom over their own bodies. Shut the hell up. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. This guy's so full of crap. Underscoring the importance of the vote for Democrats, Vice President Harris was in attendance. Roughly two dozen House Democrats also marched over to the Senate chamber, chanting, my body, my choice. Well, isn't that just lovely? Why don't you bring out some axes? to further celebrate and amplify your message. And I'm serious. I I don't play around with life and death death issues like this. These are bloodthirsty people. And I have no identification with these folks whatsoever. Republicans argue this legislation considered by the Senate went further than most Americans would want to go on abortion rights, infringing on religious liberty and state laws. Mitch McConnell, let me see if I can say it correctly, our Democratic colleagues want to vote for abortion on demand through all nine months until the moment before a baby is born. A failed show vote only shows their own extremism. So now Democrats are hoping fury over the possibility of abortion rights being severely eroded will be a clarion call for their supporters in the midterm elections. So Chuck Schumer is trying to pick up this banner. And here's what he's saying. Elect more MAGA Republicans. If you want to see a nationwide ban on abortion, if you want to see doctors and women arrested, if you want to see no exceptions for rape or incest, I'd love to see, you know, and, and I'm, I'm very clear about this. Yes, we ought to put doctors in prison for killing babies. And people ought to be responsible. I'm not interested in going after the women. But the people who are going to profit off of, off of killing babies, yes, they ought to be prosecuted. No doubt about it. No, this is not about the exception. You know, I love how people love to bring, what about rape and incest? A fraction of the cases. Most of them are all about one thing. Birth control. 
which if you dealt with it on the front end, it would not be a problem on the other end. That's where we end up going, folks. (laughs) So Joe Manchin comes through again. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. There's been some speculation of the possibility. In fact, I had a story. I'm not even going to bother going through this today. Maybe I'll deal with this later. There's a story about the possibility that John Roberts might be able to talk somebody on the Supreme Court, one of the conservative members, into changing his or her vote, thereby eliminating the possibility of overturning Roe versus Wade. But this story, Business Insider, citing a political story, saying no conservative Supreme Court justices have changed their minds about overturning Roe. None. Zero. In fact, the justices met yesterday for the first time since that draft opinion was leaked. This has been characterized as one of the gravest crises in Supreme Court history. Politico reported the draft opinion remained the only one in circulation ahead of the first meeting by justices on Thursday in the wake of the leak. So the court is on course to overturn Roe versus Wade. It's reported none of the conservatives who signed the draft ruling had switched their votes. No dissenting opinion had been issued, including from liberal justices. Insider reported on Wednesday, Chief Justice John Roberts likely opposes completely overturning Roe and seeks to persuade conservative justices to back a more moderate reform of the ruling as it adjudicates on a Mississippi bill that would largely ban abortion. As you know, the leaked memo has caused political shockwaves with Democrats at least trying to codify Roe versus Wade into law, and so far failing in that effort. It's been a bust thus far. Coming up, we're going to take a look back in history 233 years ago. It was a wonderful effort that was started by a very important man in history. We'll talk about that. A lesson from the Kentucky Derby as well. That much more as we continue. Stay with us. Over on the text line... I made reference to the movie The Great Debaters, Denzel Washington in that one. Mark out of Rock Hill saying, enjoyed screening this film when originally released. You will lose track of time. It is that stimulating. Yes, it was. I think I was in a public place. I don't know where I was, where I saw that movie. And I was so intrigued. I was like, what is this? And I finally looked it up and found the name of it. So I will be watching that full movie at some point. Also on the text line on the abortion subject, Vince, is advocating abortion more than just birth control? Is it more like population control? Extermination? Vince, like you said, abortion is a substitute for birth control. 
like the emergency room is being used as a doctor's office. Wow, that's a great analogy. I find it pretty amazing this day and age people actually believe these rich old white millionaires have their best interests at heart. It's laughable, especially the women of the black community. Now the elites speak for them. What an insult. I mean, in a world where black lives matter, why are they suggesting black women support abortions? Yeah, go figure, right? Hmm, my goodness, I cannot read. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jim out of Easley, you had to go there, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me see if I can just give you a hint without reading. I mean, I almost need to read the text. Vince, about those 20 women from the House that marched over to the Senate, you have to remember, no man in his right mind, well, I think you get the right idea, would consider giving these women a baby. (laughs) And I know this is going to be lampoon for Vince reading this sexist text from the text line. I mean, we're just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. I did not use the language this texture used, by the way. That would have been a different story altogether. Far from appropriate, we'll just put it that way. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you about a couple of things quickly, because I don't want time to pass without making mention of these things. One of them. I cannot remember who posted this, but... It's worth recalling. Yesterday in history, 233 years ago yesterday, one of my favorite people in history did something really significant. His name, William Wilberforce. Driven by his Christian faith, brought the question of ending the slave trade to Parliament for the very first time. It's interesting to me, and believe me, I'm not trying to whitewash what some religious folks did on this issue, using allegedly using the scriptures to justify slavery. There's no biblical foundation for it at all. None. Zero. But unfortunately, there are people under the banner of Christ who actually supported slavery. William Wilberforce was not one of them. His Christian faith led him to fight for the freedom of slaves. And this was a fight, if I remember correctly, that would take decades. And he was willing to persevere through all of it. So it's worth recalling, 233 years ago, the work of William Wilberforce bringing the issue of slavery, the slave trade to Parliament for the very first time. How many of you watched the Kentucky Derby this weekend? I did not watch. I heard about the race. I think I was leaving Kentucky on Saturday. But this is a post by Arch Gloria Moore Souter. I want you to consider this. 
This is characterized as a life lesson delivered in two minutes. It's a good one for your children. It's a good one for all of us, if you ask me. What you should do is watch this Kentucky Derby race if you have not seen it. Here are the lessons. One, the winner did not have the best starting position. Two, the winner was not the biggest or the best horse. Three, the winner only made it into the race on account of another horse having to scratch. Four, a lot of these horses are very, very pricey, as in millions of dollars. You know the value of this horse going into this race? $30,000. <laughs> Just thirty. By the way, I remind you again, if you ever have the chance to go to Lexington, that is the most beautiful landing. It's, uh, it's one of my favorites because you fly over the major horse farms, and it is cool. You can even see the horses running right before landing at Bluegrass Airport. Beautiful sight. But think of this. Millions of dollars put into horses. The winner only cost 30 And this is the lesson. It isn't always about having the best of everything or being the biggest and favored. It's about the size of heart and dedication to win and excel in everything you do. Well done, Rich Strike, the winner of the Kentucky Derby. Not the best starting position, not the biggest or the best horse, only made it into the race on account of another horse having to scratch, and by comparison, this was a cheap horse, just $30,000. Rich Strike, coming through. As I told you, during the broadcast today, you're going to hear from a couple of candidates. You're going to meet the first of them coming up after the break. We will talk as well about another piece of legislation. And this is getting the same reaction as a piece of legislation in Florida that has been mischaracterized some months ago. We'll talk about what Louisiana is stepping up to the plate to do. The deal for Twitter is on hold. What in the world is going on there? We're going to tell you about this. Also, what is the deal with baby formula? There is a shortage going on right now. Do you ever remember experiencing anything like the times that we were in? Um, uh, uh, yeah, this whole labor shortage thing, supply chain issues. We're going to talk about this and much more as we continue our broadcast. Back on the broadcast, before we get to the first of two candidates we have on the broadcast today, I want to take a call here from uh, Tony, who's been very patiently waiting. And, uh, Tony, we're going to give you a minute on what you would like to talk about. Take it away, Tony. Yeah, I was um, I was going to ask you if you thought uh, Trump would uh, win the uh, Republican um, 
nomination for the presidency in 2024. But the thing about the abortion issue, um, you know, being an uproar about the abortion uh, laws being uh, taken away, abolished, or what have you. So what about capital capital punishment? I mean, is that... Why are we comparing there's 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 something that separates abortion from capital punishment It's called due process Due process Tony due process does a baby get due process? Well, it's not a baby Okay, goodbye Tony nice talking to you. Oh my gosh God help us. And the answer to my question, no, I do not believe Donald Trump is going to be the nominee in 2024. I don't think I've said this as definitively as I just did, but I just did to answer your question. Uh, Let's go now to our guest. I think he's been on this program before, but he's running in a race that is quite a challenge. It's uh, and boy, this district really needs some solid representation because I don't think they have it right now. Um, this man is running in North Carolina's 12th congressional district. His name is Tyler Lee, and he is back with us. Good morning, and welcome to the broadcast, Tyler. Good morning, Vince. Thanks for having me on. Well, tell me first off, why the heck are you running for the 12th? What is it well, that uh, well, you think it's so important for you to represent this particular district? Well, I tell you what, uh, sometimes God's calling on your life doesn't align with your feelings. And in February, he said, I want you to run against Alma Adams. And I thought, this is crazy. Why would I do this? On paper, it looks uh, it looks like a, 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 a nail in my coffin. But I'll tell you this. We have been on the ground talking to tens of thousands of voters. And the best thing that's happening right now is the Democrats and Alma Adams are campaigning on our behalf and helping us out. I was uh, in a restaurant the other day meeting with a businessman out of Mint Hill in the district, and he owns a sandwich shop. He lives in Durham, and he's having to commute back and forth multiple times a week. He voted for Joe Biden in 2020, and he told me, Tyler, I regret my decision because I cannot find people to work in my restaurant now. And that is waking people up. And, And I've had countless stories. I could tell you countless stories about Democrats and on affiliates who are leaning Republican now. And so, like I said, unfortunately, I think things are getting worse and will continue to get worse by November. So they are campaigning for us. It's a painful economy right now for many people. I talked to um, senior citizens who are having to choose between paying for food, gas, electric costs. I mean, it's just it's out of control and they're on a fixed income and they can't go get a second job when they're 80 years old. So um, it's a shame what's happening, but I'm not looking at the data at this point because the emotion doesn't align with data in the past in the 12th district. I can uh, certainly understand what you are saying there. And again, this is one of those uh, districts that is essentially, I mean, let's just be honest, it's gerrymandered to favor a Democrat. So you face a challenge here of having to win over Democrats. What are the issues? And it sounds like one of the things you're going to be focusing on a great deal is the economy. Absolutely. Well, you know, I started this campaign 12 months ago, so the issues have changed, and I couldn't have imagined. We knew that when the Democrats got in office, you know, the country would, would, would go downhill. But I couldn't have imagined it would go downhill this fast. But... Some of the issues have changed slightly. I'll tell you, inflation is, is really the number one issue right now because it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. You're still paying $4 a gallon gas. 
and you're you're still you know feeling the pinch from from food costs that have probably nearly doubled at this point um, from from last year. So that is an issue that we're seeing across the board, uh, along with supply chain issues or business owners that can't get people to work. Uh, certainly, crime is 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 huge. I mean, we're seeing a rise in crime, and 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 certainly a lot of that comes from from across the border. And then parents don't want to co-parent with the with the government. Uh, that's a big one. You know, the mama bears are showing up strong, and uh, I, I believe they will continue to show up strong as we get into November because we want our kids kids educated, not indoctrinated, and this gender confusion and all these issues that the Democrats are trying to, to indoctrinate these kids with is just a shame, and, and we're standing up for that. Uh, do you find, and you were mentioning some anecdotal stories earlier, that there is an openness to uh, conservative ideas. Is there uh, a sense out there of people thinking, you know, maybe we ought to try something else? Are they open to that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I'll give you an, another example. There's a black man campaigning for a Democrat candidate that I met at the Mint Hill Library last week. And he said, Tyler, Alma Adams needs to go home and, and spend time with your grandkids. I'm voting for you in November. And again, I've got stories like that all that that I've that I've heard for months now since we've been campaigning in District 12, that is happening, and so that's why we really need the Republicans and unaffiliates to show up this November. If people will get off the couch, we can win this. I I, I truly believe that. I'm not crazy. I don't I don't think it's that crazy. I don't I... think it's out of the question. You know, we have really strong Republican areas in the 12th. This is the best shot we've got. It's unprecedented times, and pe- people are feeling the pinch. Yes. Very quickly, you have about 15 seconds here. How can people learn more about Tyler Lee? Vote TylerLee.com. Check us out, and uh, please reach out if you have any questions. We'd love to earn your vote on Tuesday. All right. Tyler Lee, thanks a lot for joining us in the broadcast. We certainly wish you best of luck, man. God bless you. Thanks, Vince. And that, as I mentioned, uh, just one of uh, two candidates that you'll hear during the course of the broadcast today. Uh, who are the other? Coming up after Faith Focus Friday. And much more. That's straight ahead in the next hour. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.